So um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about sampling related to manure application. And here's my boring slide. I promise I'm not going to read this to you uh, because I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the regulations. We're going to do that else in another session. Uh, but I do want to point out that both soil and manure sampling are required by Title 130. All manures have to be sampled annually for both nitrogen and phosphorus content. But we recommend looking at other nutrients as well, because as you know, there are micronutrients in manure that should be accounted for in your fertilizer program. Uh, soils do have to be sampled prior to initial manure application, and then again annually for nitrogen if you're going to apply manure again. You only need to do a phosphorus analysis uh, every five years if manure is applied again on that field. Um, I would note that if effluent is run through an irrigation system that is also connected to a well, you also need to test that irrigation water every five years for nitrogen and make sure that that effluent is not going backwards into the well and getting into the groundwater that way. Everything you need to know about soil sampling is available in the guidelines for soil sampling NEB guide, and that's available on our handouts webpage. And everything you need to know about manure sampling is in the manure testing for nutrient content NEB guide, also available on the handouts webpage. I'm not going to go through how to and all of that. I know a lot of you are probably hiring that done by consultants and things, but I do want to point out a few things. But I'm going to bring up a phrase and I want you to tell me whether it is related to manure sampling, soil sampling, or both. So we'll get started here with soil probe. Is that a manure sampling device? Soil, soil sampling device? Both. I heard somebody say soil. Both. 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 Yes. Uh, so obviously a soil probe can be used for soil sampling, uh, but it can also be used for sampling solid manure. As long as you remove the outer few inches, you can use a soil probe to get a sample from closer to the center of the manure stockpile or the compost pile. And the reason we move, uh, remove what's on the outside of the stockpile is because that's going to be very different than what's in the middle. And so you wanna get a good representative sample of what you're actually going to be applying. So the next one is refrigerate. Is that manure, soil, or both? Manure. Manure. Anybody else have a different answer? You're right, it's manure. Uh, there's really not a lot of reason to refrigerate soil samples, though leaving them on the dash of your pickup on a really hot day is probably not a great idea either because of that transformation that uh, Javed had to talk about before. Um, okay, for Haney tests, when we're talking about um, uh, soil health type test, that might be a different situation. But when we're talking about nitrogen and phosphorus, you don't have to, um, you don't have to refrigerate your manure or your soil sample. Uh, by refrigerating the manure sample, you're going to decrease the odor. So the shipping guy is going to be a lot happier and it's going to reduce those nutrient concentration changes and give you a better representative sample of what you are actually applying. So the next one is prior to application. Both? Both, okay. So in my mind, this is a soil concept, 
but I can see where you're coming with both. So uh, soils have to be sampled prior to you're going to apply that manure application. And that's done so that you're not over applying nutrients when they're not needed. What you're thinking, I assume, is that you're going to take a manure sample prior to application of that manure. Here's the deal. So that would be ideal, but we know that that's not always feasible. And sometimes to get a good representative sample, you wanna do it during the actual application process. Maybe you take a few samples from the spreaders as they're going out and get a good sample that way. So you can do that and that's okay. You use previous manure samples to get an estimate of what you should be applying at that point. And then you're gonna go back once you get that analysis back and hopefully it happens quickly and you can adjust on the fly based on your analysis. Um, otherwise adjust your fertilizer rates to match up with act what you actually applied after you've already applied it. So I agree, it could be both. I was thinking soil, but good job. So the next one is grid sampling. Soil, good. Um, grid sampling has become a lot more popular as it allows farmers to apply nutrients where they're needed and not that where there's already plenty in the soil. It's going to be very hard to grid sample um, any sort of manure pile, <laughs> just not very feasible. So definitely a soil technique. So the next one is grab sampling. Manure? Yeah, so grab sample from the soil surface is not gonna be very representative of what you're actually looking at at all, because it's just gonna be very much from the soil surface. But grabbing a handful of manure from several loads that you're currently hauling, like I just mentioned, and mixing them in a bucket so you can get a really good sample of what you're actually hauling is a great method of getting a manure sample. And that can happen from um, both liquid and solid manures. If you're hauling liquid and you get uh, grab a cup or something from when you let go of the, the hose or whatever from loading the tanker, also a great sample, as long as you do it multiple times to get a good representative sample. So the next one is subsamples. How about soil? Soil? It's actually both. So every sample that you take should consist of a whole bunch of subsamples. Uh, that way you get a good representative sample that's not going to, going to have as much variability or it will combine the variability so that you have a lot more representative sample. You take all of those subsamples, you're gonna mix them in a bucket and then send a small subsample of that big composite sample to the lab because they don't need the whole five gallon bucket. They just need a small amount. So that's subsamples. The next one is variability. Manure? Both? Yeah, uh, different soils are gonna hold nutrients very differently. A sandy soil is not gonna hold as much nutrients as a clay soil because of, just because of the size of the soil particles and oftentimes the organic matter in those soils. So, and a lot of things affect manure nutrient content, causing tons of variability in manures. 
uh, and especially manure can be really variable between different operation, different parts of the operation, different times of year, sometimes even over the years, actually most of the time over the years, every year is gonna be different. Sometimes manure can really vary even from load to load, depending on where you're hauling it from. Maybe um, this part of the feedlot ha has been fed a, um, a finishing ration. The other part is just a growing ration that you just got those cattle in. Those manures are gonna be really different because what goes in must come out, right? So you're gonna have a lot different manure from feeding different things as well. The next one is annually. Both? Maybe, I will tell you both, but maybe. Manure definitely has to be sampled every year. If you're applying manure to a field every year though, that soil also has to be, has to be sampled for nitrogen every single year and then every five years for phosphorus. You're probably not gonna grid sample annually, but if you have a bad spot uh, where you particularly wanna continue adding nutrients, you might be doing a smaller sample or a smaller soil sample there on an annual basis, watching to see if that manure is helping or improve that soil. So it could definitely be both, but definitely manure. Nitrate nitrogen. Both. So sort of, yes. Um, nitrate nitrogen, we're primarily looking at as a soil nutrient. It is in some manures, but usually only in composts. So uh, most of the time, nitrate nitrogen isn't a big issue in manure. Uh, it is the form of nitrogen that is found in soil, and it is the one that is likely to be lost by leaching, as Javed was describing earlier. So it is more likely to be found in the groundwater and more of an issue um, environmentally. So the next one is fall and spring varies. How about manure? Manure, both. All right, this is actually both. Nutrient contents are, are gonna vary between fall and spring for both manure and soils. And that's especially true for sandy soils and manures that are in open lots because the moisture content can really affect manure nutrient concentrations a lot. Um, and it's really hard to tell when the pen surface is wetter. It's re really hard to distinguish what is manure and what is actually the pen surface. And sandy soils, you're going to have that nitrate leaching more than you would in a clay soil. And so it's going to vary a lot more from spring to fall or from fall to spring if you sample. So we do recommend that you sample sandier soils in the spring rather than in the fall. So the next one is zigzag pattern. Somebody said soil, another soil, yes. It's a method of soil sampling. And this is what I would use if I was taking a random sample from a particular area of the field. 
like I said before, maybe you're spot checking the area that you're working on improving with manure because based on the grid sample. You don't want a grid sample every year, but you can go back and you just zigzag across the field in that particular area, getting a good sample. That way you take multiple soil sample subsamples to get that good representative sample. So definitely a soil technique. So phosphorus. Both? Yeah, definitely both soil and manure. Both have to be analyzed for phosphorus. For soils, you do only need the top eight inches. You don't have to sample for phosphorus down deep in the soil because it doesn't move into the soil very quickly. And it's especially true for a no-till system because you're not working that phosphorus in. Um, so you may wanna even take a shallower than sample than the top eight inches because of that stratification that does happen because that phosphorus doesn't move into the soil very quickly. But definitely have to do it for manure as well. So mixing, I hope I've told you this one enough times already. Both, definitely. So all samples have to be mixed well before you send that smaller subsample into the, into the lab. You wanna take lots and lots of subsamples and then mix them in the bucket and then send a smaller subsample to the lab. That way you get a good representative sample regardless of whether you're doing soil or manure sampling. Next one should be really easy because I totally just told you the answer. Representative samples. <laughs> Both, yes. Like I said, you always wanna get a good representative sample because you want that sample to mean something. You don't wanna send it off to the lab and get something that doesn't mean anything to you because then you've wasted your money at the lab. So you gotta take a good representative sample by taking lots of subsamples, and then sending in that smaller subsample. Ammonium nitrogen. Think back to Javed's presentation. It's actually manure. So that's the form of nitrogen that's found in manure and it does move into the soil. You're not looking for ammonium nitrogen so much when you're looking at the soil sample though, because you're looking at organic nitrogen there, uh, organic matter and uh, nitrate nitrogen, excuse me. So the ammonium nitrogen is the form of nitrogen that's found in manure. It is the one that's crop available to manure or from manure. And so it doesn't leach into the soil directly, but it does get transformed into that nitrogen, nitrate nitrogen that can um, definitely leach into the soil once it's been transformed again. Next one, separate different areas. Both. Yes. When soil sampling, you're going to separate samples that are treated differently. So areas, maybe this field is soybeans and this field is corn, or maybe this field is cover cropped and this field is not. Those all need to be sampled separately because they're treated differently. So they're going to have different results. 
uh, when you're manure sampling, different barns, different sets of pens, those things need to be treated differently, particularly if you're feeding different rations, like I mentioned before. The other place that you might think about if you have an area that is wetter than the other, so maybe the area behind the feed bunk or around the waterer, if that part is wetter than that, wetter in the area, you might consider keeping that separate because that's probably going to be higher in ammonium nitrogen and the drier stuff maybe not as much. And so you might have different samples if you would take those things differently, especially if you happen to want to spread those things differently, you definitely want to take them separately. By keeping them separate, your samples are more representative of what you're actually applying. Last one, organic nitrogen. soil. Let's see. Organic nitrogen is actually manure. When you're in the soil, you're looking at nitrate nitrogen and organic matter, which I know can be confusing. But organic nitrogen is the form of nitrogen we find in manure. And that's the one that's like the slow release form. And it doesn't move down into the soil profile directly. It has to mineralize in the soil. And then it has to, um, and and then again, transform to become nitrate nitrogen. And then that would leach into the soil. So it transforms from, or it mineralizes from that organic nitrogen to the ammonium nitrogen. And then it transforms into the nitrate nitrogen, which can leach. So the organic manure nitrogen is the part of manure that releases slowly and is available to the crop later in the season. So, a few key points, I'm hoping you heard them a couple of times throughout that. We want a good representative sample, and that's the key to having a good analysis. And the best way to get that good representative sample is to have lots of subsamples, mix them in the bucket, and then take that smaller subsample and send that to the lab. And we wanna sample often enough to have confidence in our results so that we know that we can use those averages for the coming years, while we're waiting for those samples to come back for the lab from the lab while we're 